Well, we try as often as possible, especially during times like this, uh, to connect with uh, Israel as often as we can. We try for once a day, and th- that's good, because we try for once a day. It usually ends up at least once every other day. Uh, today we have somebody in our studio who's just recently in Israel and is certainly for us an amazing connection to the Holy Land. He knows a lot about Yehudan Shomron, knows a lot about Jerusalem, and he is Shlomo Zwickler. Shlomo Zwickler is here. We know him, of course, from the neighborhood and community of Beit Rot in northeast Yerushalayim. And in addition to that, he's uh, living in Kochav HaShachar for many, many years, and he'll explain where that is and what type of life uh, is being lived at the moment in Yehuda and Shomron. Shlomo Zwickler, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Manishma. Baruch Hashem. Where is Kochav HaShachar? Northeast of Yerushalayim. And where in Judea and Samaria? Kochav uh, HaShachar is the area which uh, is on the way down to the Jordan Valley, the northern part of the more northern part of the Jordan Valley uh, from Yerushalayim. Uh, people who are familiar with, um, uh, a lot of people listening to the audience visit Israel, and they go to the Pesagot Winery. Yeah. Uh, they go to uh, visit uh, Shiloh. Uh, so Kochav HaShachar is... Uh, Take the same road up towards the Psagot Winery or towards Shiloh, but you have a right turn onto what's called Sir Alon, the Alon Road, which is named for the Israeli foreign minister from the early 70s, Yigal Alon, may rest in peace, who came up with the idea. He was the first one who, who uh, coined the idea that the Jordan Valley would always remain under Israeli sovereignty in any kind of eventual uh, agreement of any sort. Uh, hence, they drew the Alon Line, which became the Alon Road, which effectively was the first Jewish paved road in these areas, <laughs> and probably in 2,000 years. Um, and today, that's the road that... Uh, I have a feeling like 2,000 years ago it wasn't paved either. But okay. uh, no, it certainly wasn't. No, but for, for, I know, but I for example, I know the, the, the famous uh, famous Road 60, which runs you know through Yerushalayim all the way you know further north than Shechem and the, all the way down to Hebron and beyond, that's what we call in certain spots Derech Avot, because right. the reason the road... And all of a sudden goes to the left, or all of a sudden goes to the right, because that's the way that Avram Avinu's donkey like right. just turned his head, Correct. and that's the way he just stayed over the years. This road, the Alone Road, uh, was a brand new road, mm-hmm. and it was in order to facilitate the movement of troops, if need be, down to the Jordan Valley. And it was the uh, early 70s. It was labor governments, ironically, who built the shuvim, the uh, towns along the Alone Road, including Chavashach. Where did you live when you first went to Israel? We got right off the boat to Chavashach. Isn't that? Isn't that? I don't know, was that a a real pioneering move at the time? Because some might say it's a pioneering move to move there today. Uh, at the time, we were looking for that. And, that's what uh, you wanted. That's what we wanted. It was certainly uh, was intended to be a pioneering move. We wanted to live somewhere where we'd make a difference. We wanted to live somewhere where we're not only... At, everywhere in Eretz Yisrael, of course, you're Mikhaim, you're fulfilling the mitzvah, the uh, the uh, commandment of and was Yishuv this, Eretz Yisrael. He was also this, being Yerushat Eretz Yisrael. Was not, not to get too personal, but was this a... I don't want to use the word argument. Was this a a passionate conversation between you and your wife? One of you feeling more like that than the other, or both of you were totally on the same page? Actually, believe it or not, my wife was even more passionate than I about going to Kochav HaShachar. Are you at serious? The time. Yeah, I mean, I was totally in favor. In fact, I introduced Miriam to Kochav HaShachar because when I was uh, a uh, Bukhur Yeshiva, when I was during my famous year in Israel, uh, which goes back, what, 25 years now? Um, I used to uh, frequent the home of Ari and uh, Tzviya. I think in these parts she's known as Cindy. Ari and Cindy, Ari and Tzviya, Shvat. Shvat. Of course. I know uh, right. you, you know them from, years. from Riverdale, exactly. Sure. Riverdale, Benekiva, Shvat, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's how I, be- I used to go there all the time. 
Um, wow, what a zchut. Yeah, yeah, major. I, I remember when they were building their house, frankly. I, I planted some of the, the uh, sikhim, some of the shrubbery in the front path. Um, anyway, and ironically, the, 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 their, their son Nitanel, who was a little, you know, pitzel of nothing back then, he's now the, uh, I guess, the equivalent of the town mayor. <laughs> so wow. go figure. Anyway, yeah, so uh, we, we Dafka went there. We specifically went there because we were looking for that pioneer. We were looking to make a difference, looking to be, it, and it was the time we made Aliyah. In, in right in the middle of the whole Oslo thing, right in the middle of the you know when, when everything started all all you know, everything started going a little bit crazy, right right before the uh, assassination of the Prime Minister Yitzhak right. Rabin, um, it was crazy times, uh, right into the Second Intifada, uh, right. as a matter of fact, or the beginnings of the Second Intifada. The say. the new chief of police is it is is your neighbor? Uh, he was my neighbor, uh, Roni Alshech, uh, whose name we weren't allowed to to, to uh, utter. Publicly until uh, just recently, Roni Alshech uh, was one of the well, not original, but one of the, the I guess the second wave of families that came to Kochav way before I did. He was a real uh, uh, a major uh, figure in the community. He's now the uh, national chief of he police. He is the national. He, th- th- this is the fulfillment of one of the uh, objectives of the um, you know the whole Datilumi concept of. Of getting to positions of influence and of, you know, re- reaching positions of uh, not, not so much power, but of uh, of being able to contribute and be part of and, and really lead Israeli Has society. Has he assumed the position? Already? No, not yet. He's taking over, I believe, in another couple of weeks. Uh, it's a quite a bit of, uh, you know, what we call chafifa, you know, having to give over the, especially in these times. He's actually giving up uh, a, a certain road to become the next head of the Shabak of what you call the Shinbet around here, um, which is the Israeli General Security Service. Um, very, very. Very uh, uh, coveted position and very important position. He would have been in that position. He most certainly would have been the next chief of uh, of the of Israeli the intelligence. What yes, Israeli intelligence, domestic intelligence. Um, and he, this he, guy is something, huh? He is something, and he, he can understand. He's 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 of Yemenite um, heritage. He's uh, Datilumi with a biki pasrga on his head of, of the more you know uh, what do they call Khardali types? Right. Yeah, like a, a real uh, you know uh, right. uh, Afabrenta. Yeah, Stark, I think <laughs> right. what they call it, right? <laughs> um, a, a tr- by the way, he's a tremendous Baltfila. Um, also, he's 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 Temani, but he's totally as we say Mishtaknez. He was a complete, complete. He probably can compete with you. Right. Like part part of me for saying it. Um, and uh, you should you should get him on the air. Um, I agree. And uh, and um, and yeah. He, He's he's a he, he's a brilliant guy, um, and uh, he actually left Kochav Shachar three years ago because you know it's pasnish. Do you have somebody who's also a settler and also Temani and also the T to be the, you know the head of the Shabak? It can't be. Um, so uh, you know that, that that he moved to give the, the the you know he moved to give out Shmuel one of the big. Uh, uh, the very fine communities in the in the Datilumi world today. Anyway, he, he's if, if there's anybody who's capable of um, really reining in our uh, less than perfect police force back in Israel, people who follow know that the police is uh, not exactly the most professional of uh, groups these uh, you know the past few years. It's him. He's the one who's capable. At the same time, it's also a little bit of trepidation because it, now it's come out that some of the major, major moves against terrorists, against all kinds of problems and issues um, dealing with national security, he's been the mastermind behind 
countless raids and countless operations. Then he won't be in that seat anymore. Right. He won't be in that seat. He'll now be dealing yeah. with, you know, other issues, important nonetheless. But so he's sort of like the National Police Commissioner. I mean, it's in, exactly what he's right. saying. New Yorkers would relate to that. Right. right. Israel's police force uh, from Israel is like, we're a country of, of 8 million people. Right. Um, so, so it's probably similar in size right. to the... It, it, exactly. Uh, New York City is a city right. of, what is it, 8 million people? Right. Maybe a little more. more. Than that, Even yeah. more. So uh, Israel's police force is a national police force. It's not, it's not localized. Right. Um, and he's now the uh, yeah the commissioner of police, but it, it's a big deal. It's a big position, and the fact that it's a, a person with a with a kippah on his head is, uh, is is an even bigger deal. Wonder if things would have been different if he was the police chief ten years ago, but whatever. Because uh, the images of the police and their role in the Gaza disengagement are just very painful, and I wonder if he would. But that's not for now. We we can discuss that next time. We next time we're together Shabbos afternoon. We could bounce that around. Uh-huh. Shlomo Zwickler is here from Israel. So tell me, in short, what it's like to be a father in Israel right now. Uh, I'll be honest, it's quite nerve-wracking, um, especially when you know I'm at the point now uh, where the kids are all over the place. Right. I have a daughter in the university. I have a son in Hezder. Uh, I have uh, another son in uh, high school in, in Yashlats in, uh, in Yerushalayim, and everybody else, of course, is more closer, is much more closer to home. But uh, you know, every given moment of every day, whenever something you know may have happened or is happening, et cetera. You always reach and want to know where they are and what they're doing and where, you know, where they're going. We have the code now at home that when you, you know, when you get to where you're going, you send a, an SMS, a text message, uh, to Iman Abba letting us know where you are, et cetera. Um, my kids carry, you know, pepper spray, et cetera, et cetera. I, I inform my, my 20 and a half year old daughter that when she reaches 21, she's getting a gun. Um, she doesn't want one. You're she, serious about that. Um, for anyone who thinks you're joking around. I'm very serious about right. that. I'm, in Israel, as people have seen that. It's just, there's been a run up on, uh. But I heard it's um, hard to obtain a gun in Israel if you're not uh, at, at the moment serving in the army. Is that true or not? No, actually, they actually just now, Gilad Erdan, who's the minister of, uh, internal security, uh, as we say in Hebrew, um, just relax the rules a bit to att- obtain a weapon, and, and they would it, never. Yeah, go ahead. and it's been shown. It's been shown. You see how many yeah, times that the the civi- watch the video. Right, c- c- civilians who are yeah. properly trained and who have licensed weapons um, have been the ones more often than not to, uh, to to stop the attacks in progress or to stop them from proliferating even further. And the police say, near Barkat said point blank, if you have a weapon, carry it. Yeah. I know that wouldn't you know go over so well in the New York area, <laughs> but uh, the truth of the matter is that the crazy you know. Know, gun things that happen here in America don't seem to happen in Israel. We have other gun problems, obviously, right. but the licensed guns in Israel actually save lives. Right, no question about it. So you've told her that when she gets to the age of 21, she's getting a gun. I or you, or you, right, you, you insist that she does, but yes. what she will do, I guess, since she'll be over 21, she'll, she'll decide. decide what she wants, right? <laughs> right. We'll, we'll see how far my, and, my ultimatum goes. And you mentioned the pepper spray, and you mentioned, I, I would assume, that you've briefed your kids in general on, you know, using common sense. Not that there is any common sense that can sometimes combat this whole thing, but I guess you know, reaching your destination, being more aware of your surroundings, things right. like that. But at the same time, one thing that my wife and I won't do is we won't let them, we won't we won't have our kids change the way they live their lives. Right. Or, or ourselves, right. the way we live our lives. I mean, we, for example, made a point 
right. of uh, going what out. What I keep demanding of American parents who have children in Israel, they should demand that right. their lives not change. Right. Unfortunately, my, 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 my unfortunately, my uh, position on this is in the minority, but now go ahead. I'm sorry. My, 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 <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to get that out. <laughs> my, 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 my kids are taking buses. Um, right. I, I dare to say they're even tramping, right. um, you know, which is the that's the way of mm-hmm. life in the Yudav Shalom. Hitchhiking. Hitchhiking, right. exactly. It sounds worse when you say hitchhiking. Right, it sounds true. much nicer when you say tramping. Right. Um, sounds creepy when you say hitchhiking. Correct. Um, uh, uh, my wife and I made a point of, of going out uh, one night last week to Mamila, right. you know, Dafka, Mamila. Where, where people were exaggerating about the lack of people who were, well, well, I don't know if I could ask you, were there a lot of people around or not in Mamila? Uh, there were markedly fewer people. But it was not empty. But it was not, it was not empty right. and also to befell any uh, rumor to the otherwise, um, it was not closed. Right. I've heard that every oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to cancel our trip because Mamila's closed. Correct. It's not closed. It's open. Uh, all your favorite restaurants are open. All your favorite right. shops are open, and, and they can use your business. And you, you can know? probably get a good seat you at know? this point. Hey, well, what, look, once upon a time, when things like this were going on, it was uh, all the rage, and you know, in, in the American Jewish community to do these missions to Israel. Right. Okay, guys, time for a mission. You can yeah. do a personal mission. Yeah, uh, it, people can use your support. Go now. You'll have the best seat in the restaurant. Right. At, at the same time, I will tell you though that the the you know when this whole thing really first erupted, I'm not sure we had a pinpoint when it erupted. Cause on not Cholomoy Sukkot? Because you, you said it's earlier than that. Well, I said that's it. On the one hand, it feels like it was Cholomoy Sukkot when Etam and Mahink and Hashim and Komdaman were brutally murdered. That's what it feels like happened. But uh, from personal experience, uh, you know, uh, my my uh, my neighbor uh, Eliezer Rosenfeld uh, lost his son, Malachi, right. back in, I think it was June, or maybe the end of June, early July, uh, when Malachi and a, a bunch of his uh, friends were uh, playing basketball you know, over in uh, Eli. They were driving home uh, from Eli to Kuchav Shachar, and then they were just attacked. Um, and uh, Malachi was uh, was uh, was killed. He was lost his life. How uh, old was he? Twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. <laughs> yeah. And it brought back memories, of course, of another attack that happened at exactly the same spot, which is when my friend Shuli Harmelech, Hashem Yikom Damo, um, was killed there thirteen years ago. Um, and what a People from our yeshuv are trying to do now is they're right near where these both these attacks happened. Both Shuli 13 years ago, as well as Malachi, just now a few months ago, uh, were, were killed. Uh, is right opposite, and what's in a what is an abandoned army base called uh, Basis Mavoshilo. It's actually to the east of Shilo. Um, it was I actually met um, Pinchas Valishtin, one of the mythological leaders of the uh, whole Yesha enterprise, and one of the he was the regional council head of uh, Mateh Benjamin until a few years back, and I asked him, you know, how come there was never a yeshuv put here? And one of the things that some people who are yeshuv are trying to do now is to make a, to to turn that abandoned base into a yeshuv. And he said, it goes, the reason we didn't put a yeshuv here, he says to me, this is one of the elders of the whole settlement enterprise, is because the army was intending on putting the whole brigade responsible for the Jordan Valley here on this spot. So it's covered, it's taken care of. And then, you know, one clear day, the army just abandoned the site, and, uh, it's just, you know, and, and then, then Oslo came, and then everything turned topsy-turvy, and it was never planned properly. So one of the things we're trying to do is what we call, uh, in Hebrew, a tkuvat sionit holemet, which is a, you know, a proper Zionist response. You know, they kill us, and we, uh, we just build. We build, and we build, and we build, and we keep on growing and building, and we persevere by living our lives and by not giving in, um, to them. I don't know if you heard my tongue-in-cheek analysis this morning. The Prime Minister went out of his way at the World Zionist Congress uh, earlier today to point out that his administrations have built less aggregate homes beyond the Green Line than his three predecessors, Olmert, Sharon, and Barak, put together. Um, this, he said, 
in an attempt to reject suggestions that Israeli expansion of settlements is responsible for fueling the recent wave of Palestinian violence. So I analyzed, tongue-in-cheek, maybe not, <laughs> that, that, that maybe that's what's responsible for the increase. Maybe it's the fact that he has not expanded to the level of Omer, Sharon, and Barak that now the Israeli people are suffering at the hands of the enemy. There are many people who would agree with you um, that, that because we, 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 we aren't, and to a certain, some, some degree, we aren't persevering particularly. Yeah, we're going to, exactly. We're, we're not, we're not going to, listen, they, their whole narrative, uh, the Palestinian Arabs, um, is that we are colonialists, right? you know, that, that we're just a, you know, a, a passing phase and that we'll eventually leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe this and they also, they, it's amazing the things they believe. I, 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 we were talking about it before. I'll just mention it now. It was amazing to me is that, you know, they, as odd as it may sound, they're really afraid of us. I mean, they, they really, really are. And you know this from first-hand accounts. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, you know, over on, in, in Yerushalayim, in, uh, in the area of Harazitim, Harazofim, you know, we're, we're developing the new Beirut uh, Visitor Center, what we call Mitzbeh Maso. We talked about it a whole bunch of times here on the air. Well, that's the focus, The that's where the famous story of Hanan Porat and Giyar Ashkenazi took place. Um, and that's uh, a great, you know, point of presence where you can see the whole Yerushalayim, you can see the whole Jordan Valley, you can see the whole E1 area, which is a very, very significant topic right now. And that the whole point is to draw Jewish traffic into the area. In any event, we're, we're developing this, uh, this complex. And obviously, uh, you know, like every project, there are workers who work on the project who are not of oh, Jewish descent. Not of Jewish descent, correct. <laughs> um, I, by the way, for all those people who want to say how, oh, you know, Jew, use only Jewish labor, well, you know, I, I, Go I, find I, it. Well, A, go find it, and B, remember that even the Beit HaMikdash in the time of Shlomo Melech was built by, uh, you know, foreign workers. Uh, you know, we, we, J- Jews uh, tend to uh, work in other professions. Let's some, put it that some, way. some had recommended foreign workers for projects like yours who are not necessarily Arabs. Uh, you know, from other countries, meaning. Uh, All right, whatever. P- potentially. Right. Uh, entirely possible. In any event, these, these Arabs, they... they, they they came to work you know, on this, the day that of uh, the terrible uh, attack in Talpiot on the bus, right. when two elderly people lost their lives, and um, the attack was the same day as the attack in uh, in Malchay uh, Israel, where where um, someone was run over. Uh, a terrible, terrible attack was all over the internet. Everybody saw the video. Sure. Um, and that day, these Arab workers suddenly, my one of my employees shows up, and he he, he you know he looks the settler type, and and they got so scared that he came. He, they thought that he, he was going to, you know, take vengeance on them, and they just literally ran away to the next Arab village. You ran. saw this with your own eyes. Uh, it, it was it's unbelievable. They, they really, truly, genuinely are scared of us. They, they, it, it's, it's what's oh. going on today is literally a blood libel. It's, un, it's unreal. The, the incitement is unreal. And I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something else. The, the damage done as far as the attempt to have coexistence, etc. By this current wave, it's going to take a long time to, 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 to correct this. No question about that. JM and the AM on a Tuesday. Shlomo Zwickler is here. We're visiting with him, or he's visiting with us, uh, from Kochava Shachar and from Jerusalem. He knows the situation firsthand, and we'll do more coming up. By the way, somebody on our app uh, who just commented wants to know, only on this radio show can you play Jewish geography. Do you know the Hirschberg family? They want to know. Of course, Yeshua, <laughs> Yeshua and Rachel. They used to be neighbors of ours in Kuchavashacha. They, they moved to Beit Shemesh. So this listener says they spent a wonderful Shabbat with them years ago. <laughs> yeah, they're great, great, great people. Wonderful, wonderful people. There you go. Uh, it's JM in the AM. Shlomo Zwickler's here. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
David Schlusselberg, brand new with a song entitled Shema Koleinu. There's a video of that online accompanying that song, which is uh, 
quite inspiring. Quarter before 9 o'clock, it's JM the AM on this Tuesday. Shlomo Zwickler is here talking about the uh, the beautiful area of Jerusalem and the beautiful area of Judea and Samaria that he's so familiar with. Neighborhood of Beit Darot and his own home in Kochava Shachar as we focus on what's happening in the Holy Land. and You know, Shlomo Zwickler, there's a pasuk, a passage that says, Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker. I think, what was the translation I saw before? It says here, the Jewish people are eternal. But I don't know, you know, I always like to loosely translate Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker, and I know that it's, you know, again, it's the, I guess, eternity of the Jewish people will not lie or is not a falsehood, that type of thing, right? Is, right. is, is, is truth and will continue. I always like to translate it, and I don't know if this is using too much poetic license, as the destiny of the Jewish people. Not just the 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 eternity, but the destiny of the Jewish people, lo yishaker. I, uh, I like that. You like I identify that? with it, but I will tell you that in order to get a, a proper understanding of, of things like that, Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker, if you have a, 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 even a, 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 a simple, you know, relationship with the Hebrew language, then you understand that it's much more, it's, it's a much more deeper concept. Right. Than, so, than, and therefore not really translatable. Right. Um, so, so what you said just now actually, I think has become a lot closer to anything I've heard right. till now is the, the foreverness of the everlastingness of the Jewish people does yeah. not lie. I mean, it, it misses some of the point. Right. Cause but, it's not just eternity. There is a destiny. There's, I right. mean, look, you're living it. Uh, and, you, and you've indicated to me, certainly off the air, but I think somewhat in this conversation as well, that as, as difficult as things are, and as and you've seen a lot of challenges. Yeah. You've been there 20 years. There's been a lot of challenges as a resident of Israel. Mm-hmm. But the positive aspect of life there is something that continues to dominate you and your family. 100%. And uh, I'll tell you more than that. People are scared, obviously. But at the same time, when, when this thing for us, before, when this thing first broke out, right. and again, we were trying to pinpoint when exactly to break out, right. Uh, initially, it felt a little bit like uh, October 2000 all over again. You know, it felt a little bit like it was 15 years ago. The first, you know, couple of days, those were times when you know you woke up in the morning and you you, you, know, you didn't know you know when you were gonna what 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 the house would look like when you got home. Right. Um, but it's not that like that right now. And I think one of the big differences also is because where we've come to, and where we've been, and what we've learned. And uh, in addition to something else, I'll tell you a little uh, funny little anecdote that happened at that time in October 2000. We were building our house in Kochav HaShachar. And uh, we were having our windows installed by a fellow named Yisrael Zev from Hebron. He lives in Hebron, originally from, uh, I think, from Chicago. Um, and uh, my wife was commenting to him when he was there how it's so terrible, the matzav, so many attacks, so much this, so much that. And, and, and he said, terrible? What's so terrible? He said... He takes out his, his his big weapon, which he obviously knows how to use. He had an M16, I think. And he said, you know, if my grandparents in Europe had one of these, things would be a lot different. Oh. Like I said, you know, and, and that's, you know, it, 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 it sounds militant. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we Jews, you talk about Netzach Israel. I think the way I, the way I look at it, we, we, we sort of like straddle a, a, a divide. We try to find a, a harmony and or, and or a, a, a synthesis um, between... On the one hand, being being rachmanim, right. being being merciful, and the other hand, being giborim, having gvura. You know, there's there's you know there's 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 heroism and there's and there's mercy, 
and and we the Jews we 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 sort of like we we meet in the middle we have we have we have both of those characteristics that we're supposed to do that was the whole concept of Yaakov that he combined Jacob our forefather Jacob combined you know both the characteristics of Abraham right. of Abraham and the characteristics of Yitzchak and to a certain degree. You know, we're emerging now, or we have emerged, or we're, 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 we're towards the end of our emergence from 2,000 years of wandering. I heard you play it earlier on the radio, right. the, you know, Paim Shanani No Dead, 2,000 years I'm wandering. So we've emerged from that, that, that wandering. We've emerged from the 2,000 years ago. And, and, and unlike some Jews who once contended that we, we try to like, you know, dissuade and try to, uh, d- discount things that happened to us during the Galut, during the exile. No, we, we learn from those experiences also, and we take with us all things we learn. We bring them back, and we bring them together as part of what makes us who we are. And, and that that synthesis together is what enables us to persevere. And and and, and you know, uh, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of you know world events that are happening now, which you have to really remove yourself and look at it from the macro perspective and understand what's going on. And even if we think we understand, we probably don't understand. But, you know, you, you, some people would say that Israel, the Jewish people, are, are the last great stand for Western civilization. Now, that sounds way out there and highfalutin, but I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's, you know if you consider that, that the kind of terror going on in Israel today, you know, could happen here, too, sure. very easily. Sure. You know? Are you kidding? It, it should be a wake-up call. Yeah, you know? it should be. But uh, hey, I remember after two thousand and one. You know what it takes to make people wake up. When, but if, now I'm not talking just about Jews. I mean, yeah, I'm back, saying you know what back, it takes to make people wake back, up. Back in two thousand one, people were sure. all concerned about you know Islamic radical Islamic yeah. t- sleeper cells. Right. And it turns out that you know it's very easy to have a sleeper cell. Right. Um, you know what you remind me of? I, I was standing fifty feet from here. You know, right there. You see it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Watching the World Trade Center burn. I'm literally right there. You mm-hmm. see where, my, where the cars are parked? No, I was no, right in I, front of that, outside that window you're looking at right now. And I'm watching the World Trade Center burn. You could imagine how many other people here in Jersey City, because when you're in our parking lot, as you know, you are looking at now the Freedom Tower, and you're literally looking at it. And you can imagine how many other people were on the same spot as I was watching the World Trade Center burn before it fell down. And a guy looks at me, obviously I had no clue who it was, and says, tell your boys to go take care of them. And I'm saying <laughs> to myself, this is unbelievable. The average guy standing here in New Jersey, whose own country was attacked, his first reaction is make sure Israel on the front lines goes and eliminates these guys. It's unbelievable. It's 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 all too believable, actually, yeah. and, and that's that's what's emerging now by people who who still you know see themselves in the context of. And if it does start happening here, you'll see people crying, "Israel, please help us! Israel, please help us!" Uh, I'm telling you, to, we're, we're to, getting to that to, point. To, to, to a certain degree, yeah. I, I I definitely definitely agree with you. But you know, I, I at the same time, I have to say, you know, one of the, it, it's it's interesting what's happening now in the current wave of terror, whatever they're calling this thing back uh, back home. Well, that's your word in Israel, Gal Hatteror. Gal Hatteror, there you go. Right. Um, the uh, it's probably political why they don't want to call it Intifada. But oh, then again, I'm sure, yeah. then again, truthfully, it's not as quite as intense as right. as, as it was last go around. Bli Ein Hara. But uh, what's very interesting. Is that the the this is uniquely Jewish 
thing, I guess you could say. Good. The, the humor <laughs> coming out of this oh. is just, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, Jews it's, know how to laugh. It's, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, they, that's one of the things they picked up in the Catskills, right? Talking about picking things up <laughs> in the, uh, right. in the, in, during the Gola. Uh, the, the, the humor coming out of this is just, uh, is just, uh, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it'd be interesting sociological study to be done with this, you know, it's at some point into the future. But, you know, in the end of the day, uh, th- that that humor, I think, is also something which is which signifies and symbolizes what you just said before. Netzach Yisrael Yishaker, and and the way that Netzach Yisrael Yishaker is accomplished is by us not just living our lives, but by moving forward. And I, I, um, I, I, uh, it, one of the things that always uh, strikes me is that when tragedy happens in Israel, um, people thank God. So many Jews around the world. Feel such an affection and a connection, and they, they literally they they live and they breathe based on what happens in Israel. Right. The collective if, Jewish heart right. agonizes, right? Even if physically not right. there, and they feel helpless. What can I do? So the natural right. inclination is, oh, send money, right? You know, which is a positive thing, sure. Um, but it, you know, this time around. You know, a lot of a lot of talk has been has been a lot of a lot, a lot has been spoken about how there's no address for for this terrorism. Right. You know, of course, there's an well, address in this era, right? Right, but but the old there's a, there aren't terrorist cells. These are individuals just wake up right. one morning like in a trance, and you know they just oh, Start 20, 30 people. years of their of their terrible education drives them to just you know kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you what what uh, what do you attack? What do you do? How do you, how do you defend? How do you so there, there's, there's no address. So by the same token, you say, you know, what's the address to go and help? Who do, who do we help? Where, where do we send money? And you know what? The answer, I think, could be, should be, uh, in my humble opinion. I know what you're going to say. Let, uh, let us keep building. Let us keep Not building. just keep building. Listen, this, this, this battle, this attack, this wave of terror, whatever we want to call it, is, is focused on lies concerning us, the Jewish people, and the city of Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. Right. That's what it's about. And what better way to answer this attack, aside from defending ourselves, obviously, since we can't go on the offensive necessarily because there's no one to no one no no address to go on the offense against. What what better way to respond than to ensure that people keep on coming to Yerushalayim, that people learn the narrative, the Jewish narrative, the true narrative about the history and the connection of the Jewish people to Yerushalayim, how. Everything started the current wave of building in Jerusalem and the historic parts of Jerusalem 47, 48 years ago from the top of the Mount of Olives Ridge. I'll say point blank. You want to do something? You want to have an impact? You want to make sure that you want to give a, a proper Zionist response to this terrible, terrible terror? Do what against the Prime the Minister people? hesitates to do. Build. Well, well, that's one. But number two, <laughs> I'm uh, saying. point blank. Number point blank. We are in the midst of developing a center which will be a fo- focal point for all the educational tourism on the northern part of the Mount of Olives Ridge. Period. One of the most strategically significant areas of the city of Jerusalem that connects between Malay Adumim and, and Yerushalayim. You want to help? Go to our website. Click on the PayPal and make a contribution. Betarot.org. That's the way to do it. I thank Shlomo Zwickler. hate ending the show with news like this, but now another report, at least two pedestrians wounded in a suspected vehicular terror attack at the Gush. 
According to initial reports from Again David Adome, both victims lightly hurt. You know what that means. And yeah. It's never lightly. Never light at all. And the suspected perpetrator was, quote-unquote, neutralized, another word that has started to dominate the American Jewish and Israeli Jewish media. Um want to remind everybody, well, more coming up at jmnam.org and on the NSN app, and uh, we'll wrap things up a couple of minutes from now. My thanks to Shlomo Zwickler. Uh, go to Debate the Road website for information about the incredible work that's happening in the neighborhood of Debate the Road in Northeast Jerusalem, and I thank you for sharing all this with us today. So important for us to stay connected to everybody in the Holy Land. Thank you, Nachal, for having me. Leman Tzion lo Echesher, Leman Yerushalayim lo Eshkot, Venetzach Yisrael, the destiny of the Jewish people. Lo Yishakir. Lo Yishakir, will not lie. Tadarava.